Hey everybody, this is Isaiah, and once again, I say, welcome back to Magic System Monday. Now today, um, looking back on the last episode, or one of the last episodes I actually posted, I think it was, the name of it was, Fictional Works Are Inherently Separate From Each Other. In that episode, I actually ended up talking a little bit about uh, the idea that the rules of certain settings are separate from each other. Which seems like a very obvious thing. Like, obviously, if I'm watching Lord of the Rings, the rules of the world and of the magic system in Lord of the Rings are different from Avatar of the Last Airbender. But, believe it or not, if you're in a dedicated fandom, or if you're in a, a group or a community that is very steeped in the, um, in, you know, when it comes to fiction, they're reading a lot of books, they're looking at a lot of stories, anime, TV, cartoons, movies... Um, they will see similarities in premise sometimes, or they will see similarities in execution, and sometimes they will even see their own, uh, they will see things that they kind of take a liking to personally, and they will kind of use that as an excuse if they're not careful to assert that this is how things are supposed to be. I've had people, um, I've had people show me works of fiction with time travel or to talk about them. And sometimes they will look at me and say, ah, well, they're doing it wrong. I'm like, why are they doing it wrong? Because they're not doing it like Back to the Future. Or they're not doing it like Steinscape. Or they're not doing it like Harry Potter. As, just as simple examples. Uh, at first, I thought that episode wasn't going to go over very well because a part of me felt like what I was talking about was obvious. But I guess I was wrong. Uh, at first, I thought that I was just being a little bit paranoid that Maybe I was listening. I just had to deal with, you know, too many weirdos in my day. Uh, people who thought that without really thinking about how much sense it didn't make. Uh, but turns out, this was actually one of the more popular episodes. And I found that kind of interesting. Uh, that was actually... Uh, that, that, that episode was actually based off of a paragraph I wrote in a little paper I had back in the day a couple years ago. Um that I like to call the writing cards. And the writing cards, I basically had a lot of little conflicts when it comes to how people think about writing, or rather how people argue about writing when it comes to writing fictional works and things. It wasn't all strictly based off of magic systems. I had about 40 of them at the time. I think I have 50 now. The first 25 were very solid, and the next 15 are good ideas, but they need a little bit of work. So for now, let's just say I have about 25 of them. Um, and after I realized how popular that one was, this first one that I posted, I figured it would be a good idea to kind of go over some of the rest of them. Uh, they might not hit as hard, some of them, in my personal opinion, uh, might hit even harder, at least for me personally. So I definitely wanted to talk about them for a while, I just didn't think they were relevant enough. It's also worth noting, though, that some of the issues, before I get into them, um, they probably have better names. Uh, I know there are things like tvtropes.com where they just express a lot of tropes. Uh, they might have actual names that I simply don't know. Uh, so I'm not using, if there's a name for them that I don't know, uh, excuse me for not using them. Feel free to let me know in the comment section or, or reach out to me personally so I can fix that so people can actually understand what I'm saying. Uh, but beyond that, I do want to go over a few of them. 
the last one, uh, believe it or not, was called, uh, the last one, believe it or not, was one I, I actually called in the paper. That's how it works in D&D. Now, why did I call it that? It was because in my personal context, a lot of people view things in the scope of how things work in D&D. Whether it's magic, uh, whether it's fantasy creatures, uh, whether you have fairies in your work and elves and everything. Uh, these people are so steep in the culture of D&D. They've been playing D&D either all their lives or have wanted to for all their lives. So whenever anything is brought up, the first thing they do is whip out something from D&D and say, Oh, this is just that thing from D&D. Or they'll go, Ah, it, it would be better if it was D&D. This is not just with my work, of course. This is with a lot of things. And it's not specifically limited to D&D, but this is just the first thing that came off the top of my head when I was writing it. Without further ado, and with no more tangents, I want to get into the one that I'm going to be talking about today, which is the very first one, number one on my list of writing cards. The very first one that I created. I called it Writer Restraint. And the way it works is quite simple. No matter how much preparation you take, how many rules you learn and make for yourself, you must have the restraint as a writer to not indulge in things that will be detrimental for your work. Sometimes it's breaking a rule you set, regardless of how big or small. Or perhaps you decided to just throw a character a power up. No matter how much work you put in place, it may always seem easier to just come up with something in the moment because you are in a rut or you feel like you may be in a rut. But this does not mean that it is a good idea. Now the reason I chose to make this the first card was because... With a lot of the following cards, at least the ones that specifically pertain to the writers themselves as opposed to the audience, a lot of the issues uh, could have been solved by having some form of restraint. Now, we as writers, or we as the writing community, we can even, even viewers can come up with a lot of guidelines, rules, philosophies, principles, da-da-da-da-da, on how to make a magic system. We can come up with all these rules on, and ideas on how to write a book, how to edit, uh, what types of words you should use, what types of character conflicts you should have, this, that, and the third. Um, but at the end of the day, no matter what, you can have all your guidelines in place, you can have all your rules in place, you can have all your planning, but it goes back to the rule of governance that I used with my primary rule set for magic systems. It is... None of these rules, regulations, and things mean anything if in the moment you get the urge to do something and you take that urge. Sometimes as a writer, you have a, I think people refer to it as a dog. It's almost like walking a dog. You're focused, you know where you want to go, but this dog is sniffing all over the place. And sometimes you let the dog go where it may, and sometimes you don't. As a discovery writer, I know this better than most people. Having said that though, if you have some kind of infrastructure on the way you're writing, it's not always the best thing to do to just break that for your convenience. If you write yourself into a corner, you see what I'm saying? Sometimes I, real, sometimes I realize that writing yourselves into a corner is not actually true. It's, sometimes it's a lie. It's a mental issue. It's just a mental block. There are a lot of things I've encountered when I was writing where I thought I wrote myself into a corner. 
But I realized that I'm just a really slow writer. Not that I'm stupid, but I put myself in positions where intelligence or cleverness from characters is the thing that is kind of meant to save the day. So in order for me to make that work in a story, I can't just write at some kind of feverish pace. I have to sit and think about the situation and construct a proper situation for these characters to experience, and I have to think about how they're going to solve it. You see what I'm saying? If your characters are supposed to be smart or clever, um, it is up to you as a writer, even if you do not feel you are that intelligent, to take the time necessary to think about how those problems would be resolved. Sometimes, a lot of the issues we find as writers are just like that. We're, don't, we're not really having a problem with how much, you know, with how to get them out of a situation. It's rather, we haven't taken the time to come up with a way. Whether it's because of deadlines or because of our own personal issues where we don't want to sit there and think about it or we have something else to do or sometimes I realize the mistake is you weren't even invested in the situation in the first place. So now the thing is, why weren't you invested? You see what I'm saying? It branches out into all these little different things, but at the end of the day, you have to have the strength as a writer to, to take that walk, to walk it out, your work. That even if you want to just bite the bullet and say, I'm going to erase some stuff and have it just blow over. It's like, no. Is, is it worth ruining the integrity of your work for convenience? No. It's like going on a diet. You know that diet will be better for you in the long run and overall. You will live longer. You will be healthier. But sometimes you really just want that cookie. In fact, I literally have four sitting here that I've been trying not to eat for like three hours. Um... So I'm just going to tuck those away for a second. <laughs> but hopefully you see what I'm getting at here. Uh, no matter how much you want to get out of jail for free, no matter how much in a situation you simply don't want to deal with it, or you want to gloss over it to get to the next thing, uh, or something's too hard and you just give up on it, you have to have the restraint as a writer. No matter how many rules you have, no matter how many plans you have, no matter what outline you have, that even if you want to adjust something, you have to have the restraint to make it work without having logic and your own integrity fall by the wayside. And if you don't respect that and don't understand that, or if you don't adhere to that concept, nothing else, no other advice for writing, for magic systems. You can listen to Brandon, Brandon Sanderson all day long in your sleep. You can read Stephen King's books and remember them by heart. But at the end of the day, None of that will matter at all if you do not have the strength or stones as a person um, to grit your teeth and make it work. Well, that's all I had for this writing card for today. Uh, that was kind of interesting. I don't know. I mean, I've read that one a thousand times, and it was only a small paragraph, but something about looking back on that and thinking about it, and even just sitting here and talking on the microphone, uh, it's been a lot more fun than I remember. I guess I kind of just fell off of doing the whole podcasting thing after, you know, you know, hard times hit and things happen and, you know, there's a pandemic outside, the world is burning, people die. But it's good to sit back in front of a microphone uh, with nothing but a rectangle for my screen, my other rectangle that I speak into, and just my own thoughts. I like to think that even if I am just a very small podcast, that uh, my thoughts, my emotions, my feelings... The things that I sit bottled up with uh, every day of my life, where the people around me uh, don't necessarily want to listen to them. I like to think that 
by doing this podcast that even if that person is all the way on the other side of the world, that that person is in China or in Burkina Faso, excuse me if I pronounced that wrong, I know I actually do have a viewer, at least one viewer, maybe two, in uh, Burkina Faso. I also have a few in Israel and so on and so forth. I like to think that even if this doesn't seem like a very big deal to me, being able to reach out across the world and express your feelings in, in this way, uh, maybe that can help someone else, aside from just me venting. And for that, I am very grateful. Thank you for listening, and thank you, uh, Modern Technology, for giving me this option. In any case, this is Isaiah from Magic System Monday. And in the meantime, uh, try not to put too many stars on your robe, fellow wizards. I mean, it was cool at first, but now it's getting kind of weird. We're running out of glue. Alright guys, I'll see you later.